0: You are now listening to the Shoe Money Show. <laughs> because my name's Shoe Money, Shoe Money, my name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes. I'm rich. My name's Shoe Money, Shoe Money, my name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes. Nobody ever thought that I would do the things I do, but now I'm rich. i so show you how to get rich too. You wanna get the things that I got and do what I do? Because my name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes.
1: Hey everybody, what's up? Today is November 3rd. God dang it. Every time I do this, I'm always like, time flies, and it does. It's so fast. I was thinking the other day, Brasco, I was like, I think I'm just going to call you Mr. Producer from now on. No, um, no, no,
0: that, that brings back memories. Brasco's fine, so, yeah.
1: Brasco, okay. Yeah. But I just turned 41, like, last May. And I made no. a, a comment on my – because I was sitting with my wife's dad the other day. And I was like, man, you're young for almost 70. Like you look young. And yeah. then like my wife was like, why, why do you say that? You know, And I'm like, he does. He looks young like for 70 years old. Yeah. And um, I just posted you a picture of my new rig in that window. Oh, um, so – and then I made a post on Facebook and I'm like, you know, the older I get – The more old people look younger (laughs) and it's just no joke. Like it just does. So excuse me. So uh, I got a new rig and hopefully it sounds much better to you guys listening. And um, I got this really cool uh, like swing arm thing for my mic and because I'm starting to do more videos. And I also bought this this Logic Tech cam, which is like this business class. I think it's like a 620, 630, and it's got this Carl Zeiss lens or however you pronounce it. And it's amazing. Like I've got the the Mac, you know, that with the Thunderbird freaking whatever camera. And this thing is like crazy much better. Great it's rig. insane. Yeah. So I've been, I've been doing some stuff like that lately. Got a totally separate rig, put a ton of shit on eBay, clean out my closet. I called it. And um, on the Shoemaker network, I got, I'm giving away five iMacs. I literally had seven iMacs, literally, seven iMacs, two MacBook Pros that are new, uh, well, they're less than a year old, um, three Chromebooks, (laughs) um, two 6 Plus iPhones, one 6S iPhones. Anyway, I got a ton of shit um, because I shut down my downtown office and just kind of got rid of a lot of local employees and... Everyone works remote. up. So, uh, the first batch I sold on eBay, I gave to charity. And um, anyway, let's get to some interesting topics. So, um, I want to talk about two major things that, that just occurred. One is um, the sale of Constant Contact to Endurance International Group for a bit, I believe it was a $1 billion, $1. $1.5 billion. Um, I can look that up, but I, I'm pretty sure that was the number. Yeah, it was one point, um, constant contact. It's in, it's all over like news. If you just Google constant contact, it'll show you $1.1 billion. That's what it was to endurance international. And we, we work a lot with endurance international because of the shoe money network. It's actually what, um, we kick it. Uh, for the web hosting stuff, we kick it to uh, both Hostgator and Bluehost, which are Endurance owned companies. So, this is an interesting thing for them to purchase this. Um, I, I think it's a weird thing. I mean, Brasco, we talked about this last show. Okay, Endurance has a market cap of $1.5 billion. How do they buy a company for $1.1 billion? I mean, I'm not a stock person. I don't understand that.
0: that. I mean, I don't think Constant Contact has actually been so big a leader in the market that they're worth the. the, We're on the backside after you make that investment. Are they going to make and recoup all that?
1: I don't know. You know, they bought HostGator for two hundred and fifty million, and that was based on I think from what I read, it was based on I know it was based on ten times gross revenue, but it was trailing gross, so it was like. I believe the number was six times trailing gross revenue. Gross revenue, not profit. And, I mean, endurance is kind of known because, you know, like, being that we're, you know, HostGator, well, I know we're Bluehost. I know we're in the top five affiliates. I I think that there's been months where we were by far the, the top affiliate for Bluehost. And with with them you know we thought about you know god we should start our own web hosting company because what they sell for is crazy and the amount of leads that we're driving and you know we can see all the upsells and all that stuff it was like damn you know the cpa that we get we'd be pretty close on the front end and and we we talked to some brokers about it cuz i was like you know i <clears throat> i don't want to start my own web hosting company i'd rather buy an existing one so there's a broker um, who I really want to have on the show, but he's super nervous about it. And I'm trying to talk him into it because not only does he – but I mean he has a weekly list and I wish I had his name off the top of my head. I apologize. I've only had two hours of sleep um, in the last 24 hours because I get in a, a mode of just coding my ass off and that's how it's been with the Shumai Network this week and implementing new stuff. So I'm a little lacking on sleep. But anyway – the whole The whole thing is that you know there's there's a couple for sale for under a hundred thousand dollars that the guys just want to sell it, and it's kind of like based on like you know a one year profit the guy just wants to get out of it so there's some web hosting companies that you can purchase for like fifty grand and they have employees and that's what I'm looking for is like I would almost give him what he wants for the whole thing um it but I let him keep like twenty percent equity and he just basically, you know, if the staff stays on. And so you know, that's that's kind of where I'm at. So yeah, so for Blue Coast to blow this much cash, I I just don't understand how they my my whole mystery is how do you buy a company for $1.1 billion when your market cap is 1.5 Because it couldn't be a stock deal, right? It would have to be mostly cash deal.
0: Sounds like something somebody in the radio industry would do when you have like a a large media conglomerate buying a bunch of stations that – in in general, not a big stock price and not a whole – like you said, market cap not that high. So it's just the value of the company you're getting as opposed to the real valuation of how much you can make from the business.
1: Right. And I I just, I don't understand that. So, you know, we had Kevin Hendrickson on uh, not too long ago who sold a company to Microsoft for $200 million. And he was one of the founders. It wasn't all him. I think there was three founders. He was one of them. Um, you know, and the stock was spread out and whatnot. But obviously he did very, very well. And um, we've had a couple guys on here that have sold big companies. Hargrove, you know, did a massive stock deal um, in cash. And Anyway, but I was talking to Kevin Hendrickson about the next deal I want to talk to you guys about, which is the, so one of my friends, uh, um, Jason Nazar, started a site called DocStock, okay? Pretty well known. It's where you upload documents, Word documents, whatever. They've got I think they've got something like 20 million documents. And it was actually when Microsoft Word came out, I think it was like two-thirds, the the version before the latest version, it was like 2012, 2013, it had built into it doc stock documents. So you basically could say, I want to write about marketing. And it would show you like all these pre-made marketing documents that you could purchase and then just edit them, Right. So it was pretty sweet, and I assumed back in this would have been when that happened. I was like, "Man, Microsoft's going to snatch them up." Instead, Intuit bought the company, and so Intuit buys it, and which didn't make sense to me, right? What? Wh- why would they want that? I mean, it just it just didn't make sense. Um, But you know. I mean, there's, I don't know that business. I mean, Facebook bought Instagram for a zillion dollars and it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense to most people. I understood it because I know that that's their demographic and it's all about real estate and they don't want their users moving on to other real estate. And I totally understand that. So, it's the same thing Google does. Google bought YouTube, Google bought all this other stuff because they don't want to lose real estate on the internet. So that's an interesting deal with Doc stock. And I haven't talked to my friend Jason about it, but a lot of times there's clauses in there where you can purchase it back, but because it went to Intuit and then to um and then oh, this is the crazy thing. Intuit's killing it. Like I got an email yesterday saying Hey, grab your documents off of DocStock. The site is completely going offline like this month by like November 15th. And I was like, what the hell are they doing? I mean, they rank for everything. The site has ridiculous – I know it's doing good revenues. It's probably not doing the revenues that it got bought for. But I was just like – I mean, I met Jason Nazar originally uh, because he was – one of the biggest AdSense publishers. And so I can't imagine the amount of money he was making because that was before he had membership on DocStock and all this other stuff. But anyway, the the crazy thing to me is that he was – that they're shutting it down. I don't understand that. And then a friend of mine said, Intuit is where companies go to die. And I was like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. And – um one and then uh there's there's something else I want to talk about. We got to go to a break pretty soon. But before we do, um I called this year and a half ago, maybe even longer. So, I'm going to say I told you so when we get to it. And um, Brasco, where are we at before we got to take a break here? We're going to do a half hour show today. I got to cut it a little short cuz I'm feeling a little under the weather and it's just kind of kind of nuts here uh, yeah, um fine. so we let's let's go to a break and we'll be back in a sec
0: ladies and gentlemen you're listening to the sound of at BruceClay.com. Here's more of the Shoe Money Show on webmasterradio.fm. That,
1: that's actually my text where it goes, Shoe Money. That's actually when somebody <laughs> texts me. Um, we just hired a new nanny, and it was kind of funny because we, we're really in a pinch for a nighttime nanny. And I know a lot of people out there, like when we had said on, he was like, do you listen to yourself talking about you got nighttime nannies and that's your problem? Um. Anyway, sorry. Uh, whatever. But um. So yeah, we have a, a daytime one who's actually become part time because I take the kids to school and and do a bunch of shit. So fuck off, you people that I you think that I outsource my kid duties to. Um. So we we're in a real pinch because our our nighttime nanny who it kind of like picks up the kids from school and my youngest daughter does horseback riding. My Oldest daughter does the cello stuff and piano lessons after school and stuff. And so – and they get out as like three, right? Well, I got to work. So um, anyway, so we need like a nighttime afternoon person. And so our old one took a different job. So we were like in trouble. So we're – my wife wanted to go eat at this one place. I wanted to go eat at this other place. And we settled on Texas Roadhouse, okay? Do you know what that – I don't know. That's a – I think that's a national chain.
0: Yeah, so, that's the one with the peanuts in the ground, right? Oh yeah. yeah. I've been there, yeah. 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 I love their chicken tenders. They have mm. the best I know like they got
1: steaks and all that stuff, but I'm in Nebraska. Right. Okay. If you're going to Texas Roadhouse for a steak, you know, you let's just say there's better choices. So we go to Texas Roadhouse, we have this nice waitress, and she starts talking to us and I I swear to God, I said, Hey, are you looking for another job like we really need a nanny and we'll pay you you know cash basically under the table and she was like maybe and so so i mean dead serious and so she came back over blah blah blah. we got her name and phone number and then while she's getting our food i'm looking at her facebook and i see that we've got um this other couple who my wife and i are very close with and so Jay's text and this our friends saying, hey, do you know this girl? Tell me about this girl. And so anyway, it turned out great. She's been working here for three days now just because I solicited some random girl at Texas Roadhouse. I just got a text from a guy. Remember Hood Monkey, I think was his I name. I remember that name, scene. yeah. Yeah, dude. He's in Lincoln. And you know what's funny? I've never met him in person. And he used to be like a huge shoe money hater. Like hate, hate, hater. And like we've kind of got to know each other in the last year. And I met him face to face. Um, he brought when I had the porn star on the podcast, he's right. brought he brought her over. Like their besties. And so, like, you know, he's working on her site and he's got a lot of other stuff going on. So, like, tomorrow. Um, You know, I have the Blog Ninja stuff, which was – the Shoemade Network was always meant to evolve into BlogNinja.com. But so like I got a karate outfit for her and so um, we're going to do some pictures so I can run them on Facebook and stuff like that. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, HoodMonkey, like he just texted me and he's got this teleprompter software that it runs in the cloud. It's amazing stuff, man. It's amazing stuff. And because, you know, there's teleprompter software for the Mac, for the PC, you know, and it's OK. But now it's like on cross platform and, it, you know, you can share with others um, what you're doing. So, like, my assistant could put together, you know, like I can give her a handwritten script. She can put it all in there or I can just speak into a microphone. Right. Because sometimes that like I'll just take audible notes and just sometimes that's my best shit. Like a lot of times. I'll talk into my phone, do an audio thing, and then um, I'll email her the audio and it's like a great blog post. And so anyway, that's that's how I roll. But Jeff, um, I don't know if he'll come on the show. It's weird. He's he's a little, well, at least he was when we met at that time. He was a little, sh- I, don't know say, I don't want to say shy, but maybe a little standoffish the first time we met. And I think maybe it was because he used to talk so much shit about me. Because he actually apologized to me about... I think he made a site about me or something. I don't even remember it. But he was like, yeah, sorry about that site. You know, I mean, he's a really, like, cool dude. Like, when we text back and forth. So, anyway, yeah, it's just crazy, right? Because that's been 10 years ago?
0: At some point, you know what? If you bring him on, if he just got a chance to kind of, like, just clear the air and everybody knows in public, okay, look, there's no bad blood, and then you just move on to the interview. If If it was, like... Well, to get past that hump, I bet you'd be okay. Yeah, because I'd love to have him on to talk about the teleprompter software.
1: Not only that, but his methods, like his plan on marketing. Because, you know, this isn't a place to pitch your product. You know, we've had plenty of people on with great products. And it's not a place to pitch your product. It's a place – I mean, we have that top velocity guy on, right, who's got this coaching thing about how to throw a faster fastball. But the way he he got there – is amazing. And that's what I want to talk to Jeff about is to get him on here and it's like, okay, you got this great thing. But here's the thing that people don't understand is that you there's a million incredible applications that never see the light of day. That could be better than anything out there. And if you think I'm lying, go to the demo conference or the TechCrunch conference where people launch products and they always have this demo pit, which are people that weren't good enough to get on stage and pitch to the venture capitalists. And this was way before Shark Tank started. Um, they've been doing this forever. And so in the demo pit is where all these companies are. And I mean, these guys are a week away from bagging groceries. They got no money. But some of the stuff they've built, Unbelievable. And, you know, I'm just like a, a lot of them. I'm like, holy shit, man, this is amazing stuff. And, you know, and I continue a conversation about just buying the IP rights. Because, I mean, you know, they they first they think it's worth a ton and then they start bagging groceries. <laughs> and then they're like, you want to buy it for like 20 grand? You know, so I haven't made any deals like that. But I mean, if like I said, you know, so for him, this software is revolutionary. And, you know, like I just – You know, like I'm going to help him, you know, and uh, I help people by sharing what I did. You know, I'm not going to tell him what to do, but, you know, I I don't like to tell people what to do. I just share what I do. And so he's already got some traction because he posted it on Reddit and he got like tons of tweets about it and all kinds of stuff. Anyway, I want to have him on sometime. But here's the I told you so. And we need to take one more break. Right, Brasco? Yeah. All right, let's take one more break, and I'm going to get to the big effing, I can say fuck, so big fucking I told you so, that it was coming a long time ago, and it's coming soon, and you need to take action. So we'll be back in a second. I'm going to drop the bomb.
0: Time to cash some more checks. Shoe Money will be back on webmasterradio.fm. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Here's more of the Shoe Money Show on webmasterradio.fm.
1: We have the coolest freaking music. And if people like had a clue, like you you guys should know, like that was all made for me. Like every one of those songs where we had a contest, hopefully you can't hear me pour my pop too bad. Um, Anyway, all right. So the bomb is that a year and a half ago or two years ago, I said I actually said Google at first but I said about a year ago Apple and I said the race is on for television and Google's doing this free gigabit to everyone's house and I I knew when when Plex and the other home theater applications started making like just like most of them were so focused on Roku And, like, desktop for their, like, Plex and the other ones. And I knew that as soon as they switched and started making it super, super pimp for iOS, that there's something going down. And all these other things started making really baddest things. And I was like, you know what? They've got a store for every product except for Apple TV. Right? So I called it that they're going to make an Apple TV, whether it's a actual, because they actually stopped. I, I have an Android television, which was actually made by LG, but it runs Android. And so they made a Plex app for it, for Android, and it's awesome. And then they stopped making it. And so at that moment, I was like, Google's going to come out with their own TV, or they're going to come out with a set-top box or something. And I, and then I switched to Apple and Apple's fucking done it. Okay, so now I called it, I called it. I believe it's time to buy some Apple stock. It's low. You know, it's it's my mom bought it at seventeen bucks a long time ago, and it's split eight times since then, and she's still holding. And um it's down. I, I think it's time because You know, I but again, I don't get the stock market, so don't listen to me. I mean, I I literally know nothing about the stock market except I've lost. Well, we we're overall we're doing great because we have smart people managing it. But if I've done well because I bought when Google came out, I wanted to go. Oh, okay, I'm digressing. My point is, is that Apple is now making deals with all of the television stations. Okay, they've already got HBO. They've now got um, UFC, the WWE. Um, They've got CBS deal. They've got ESPN deal. So guess what? It's a one-time fee for these apps. So I pay for HBO on demand. Actually, it's a monthly fee. Um, And I think it's like, I forget what it is a month. Um, it used to be where it was like you had to have Time Warner or whatever and you use that to sign in. But now in the App Store, it's going to be like 5 bucks a month, okay? Like ESPN is like $3 a month. Showtime is like X a month. I know CBS is $5 a month because I get it now on my Apple TV. And they are going to – I mean that's amazing for my cable bill going from 200 bucks a month down to, you know, like 20 bucks a month. Because all I care about is UFC shit. Um, I care about, you know, like uh, Showtime because I love Homeland and some of their other series. HBO, of course. But the, the coolest thing is that everything is on demand. So that like HBO, literally within five hours of Game of Thrones airing, it's on demand. You can watch it there. And all of their other stuff. So, I mean, you can watch live and you don't need six freaking HBO channels because you can choose which one you want to watch live. So I called it. I said they were going to do television and not only television, but they're doing like they're going to make some badass apps and games. So like they're already making controllers for it. You can buy a 32 gig or a 64 gig TV. Mine gets here tomorrow. They launched last Thursday. They are available also at Target and Best Buy, and our Target and Best Buy are sold out here in Nebraska, but you guys might have some. I ordered them from Apple. I got overnight delivery because I ordered them yesterday, and um, but I ordered it too late in the day. So my overnight, I got zinged a bunch for, is coming tomorrow. So anyway, that's my big bomb. I told you so. It was coming and between google laying free gigabit fiber and this what the hell are we going to need cable for
0: i'm almost there like pulling the plug is becoming is now a very empty thing to do but i'm telling you whenever there's going to be like some big network or some big network of cable uh, channels that decide to pull away from cable altogether and go strictly on the man because the distribution from an Apple or Google or all these other uh, sources are out there. Just wait for that big chunk to get off of the cable platform. And then everything changes.
1: And, and I think I can totally see Google because Google's got this card in its pocket called YouTube. I could totally see Google cock blocking um Apple
0: have you seen what they done with Chromecast the way they now have like really all the deals they keep working right now so they can stream and who knows Chromecast then will get intertwined with YouTube and who knows how well they'll have it so everything's compatible you can stream and it's just like an Apple TV or just anything anything else it's going to be you're going to make it so convenient it's just the convenience of trying to make it so you can get it on the TV you can get a remote give you they give you that same Connection that same ease of access that cable gives you now. That's that's the the final piece. When somebody gets that figured out, game over for cable. Game
1: absolutely. Over. Game over. <laughs> and the coolest thing is that I mean I I think that Google. There's no reason that YouTube can't be a paid service. I mean you can you can already do it as a paid service. I can sell content on there. I can even make a trailer. I wrote about this years ago when they first started doing it, that I can make a trailer to my content and then charge for that content. And I did a demo of it. And maybe they killed it. I don't know. But my demo, I think, is still online. And it was like this funny intro anyway. So I think that it's it's going to be very, very interesting. And I can tell you the, f- the first company, it's, it's going to be like – and maybe not that big – but it's going to be like – you remember um, when it was Blu-ray versus – what was it, HD, DVD? Yeah. OK. Remember when the race was on for that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And do you remember how they won, how Blu-ray won? No. Was because there was a rumor that – well, it, newspapers published it that Best Buy was going to carry – blu-ray exclusively but it was only a rumor there was it never was an actual thing but that caused the, it. actually that caused and you can go back and look it up that caused like target to basically dump the hd and go with blu-ray it, it i mean overnight it changed the industry and blu-ray one i mean it's hd you know like how do you lose you got your hd you know but yeah i mean that's that's crazy. I thought one would buy the other. Kind of like yeah. Sirius and XM. You know? It's um one of those deals. So anyway, you got Google and Apple. Neither of those are gonna buy each other. And I mean they just they they're both worth this freaking zillion dollars. They don't have uh and and they couldn't. I don't think I think that would be a massive I think they'd have massive issues. But anyway, anyway, that's a pipe dream. So I think, you know, the the big thing about this is, I, I really, I, I've already bought a bunch of Google stock, um, not a ton, you know, maybe like one percent of my investment stuff, but, um, you know, like I, I think that it's going to be. I think Apple is going to win the iOS. I mean, look at the, look at the, look at the freaking App Store that. On the iPhone, I mean, you've got Game of War doing 30, 40 million a month. Oh. I mean, that's one app. Wow, That's insane. And they were talking the other day. There was this, there was actually like a dozen news things that covered it. There was one guy who had spent a quarter of a million fucking dollars on Game of War for his iPhone. How the fuck does that happen? How does that happen? I mean, the guy was a millionaire, but I don't care how much money you have. I mean, I think I'm nuts because I play some racing game and I buy like a $100 car. I mean, may- maybe it's all relative. I don't know. But I mean, I've I've spent probably $500 on – and then I never play them. I like get the Ferrari. I win all the races and then I'm like, okay, cool. I'm done. But – I don't know. I, I've been that way with other games too. Anyway, my my whole bomb was that I called it. The iOS is coming. The new app store is coming. And I'll tell you what. I think the Apple TV app store eventually will still so, surpass the iOS on uh, the phone and the computer. Yeah. Because so, you're gonna have games like like. Xbox game style stuff. I mean, I my Amazon fire. I've got controllers for it. My kids play Minion Rush on it. And this thing is like, you know, it's like three inches by three inches. This little thing and the graphics are unbelievable. Wow. So anyway, with that, we should probably wrap up the show.
0: Yeah.
1: Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Next week I'm gonna be out of town at the UnGag Conference. If you're gonna be at the UnGag Conference You should come to my session because I'm going to reveal some shit and if anyone there talks about what I'm talking about or takes a picture or something, I'm going to hunt them down and punch them straight in the balls and put a hit out on them because I've got some really amazing stuff to show um, that could get me in a lot of trouble. So if you're there, come to my session. Um, Anyway, uh, so next week I'm going to have Chloe Spencer on. She's a very young girl. Who started making a ton of money when she was only, I think she was like 13 or 14, and she's taken that to another level. She's a fascinating person. And uh, I'm gonna tape that t- tomorrow night so that it'll be ready to go next Tuesday. Um, everybody, thanks for listening. I'm out.